Bless the Lord. My name is Apostle Dr. Antonio E. Wright, Senior Pastor and Founder of Kingdom Expectations. You are now preparing to listen to Kingdom Expectation Ministries podcast. We pray that you be blessed, encouraged, and enriched as you listen to the Word of God. It's still going to come. Here's one thing I noticed today. I'm going to talk about me. I'm still going to be on King of Faith. Look like I'm going to be talking about faith for a minute, but I think faith is good. Uh, But tonight I want to talk about, or the question I want to pose, or try to figure out how to do this. Who do you trust? If, if, you, if you see this or when you see this on the different platforms, it will say kingdom faith, then it will say, quotation, who do you trust, three dots, meaning to be continued, in good or bad times? Who do you trust? Um, kingdom faith, of course we all have that a whole different level of faith, I believe. Um, and then who do you trust? Continue in bad or good. Because even in kingdom faith, you have to make sure that you're trusting in God. Amen. And, and here's, here's, here's why I say that. You know, it's funny. So, so you know, I'm not like y'all. I have issues. I realize y'all don't have issues, but I have, I have issues. So for like three hours a day, I went through a drop. And I couldn't understand why this drop was happening. Uh, but then I had to be mindful of the fact that the enemy only attacks when you're getting ready to be promoted. And he has a tendency of attacking you in your past. He always brings up those past feelings, those past desires, those past hurts, those those past emotions. He always brings up because he can't attack your future because he don't know. He only knows your past and your present. He has nothing... Look, check this out. If he had known, if he had known your present, he wouldn't have allowed you to get this far. That's right. See, so he doesn't know your present. So whenever he attacks, be mindful. He always attacks in your past or your present. So he always deals with some past emotions, some past relationships, some past failures. It's always your past. Whatever's your past, that's it. When you bust your honey, your past. I worked that right. Uh, he always deals with your past. So. I understood, so so even though I preach and teach, every now and then he, he kind of cuts in kind of quick, and I'm like, a nasty motor school. He got me sitting up in this joint, tripping, realizing, oh, there's, there's something else, there's, there's, there's something else, there's something else. Now, I know why he's upset with me, only because of what I do. And, 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 and I heard one preacher say, if you want to get another breakthrough, then give through. Well, I done, I done gave through. You, you can't, you never... Be my giving. You just something that you never trust me. I challenge you. You know we can challenge. I just some things is just ain't. So I understand he's mad now because I'm breaking down barriers and walls. There's things that are opening before me because of what I do, and and there's things that are opening because of what I declare, and there's things that's happening just like what Deke said. So now Deke's emulating what I've done, and now it's progressing where he's at. He don't like that. He don't like that. So he, then he tried to throw another curve. So well, if I, if I, so here's the catch. If I get rid of the teacher, I'm good. If the teacher starts getting baffled, then you know I'm really good then. Well, you was a lie, fool. I can't even spell ba- ba- baffled. But anyway, so I want to talk about trusting. I'm just throwing that at you. Because if I went through it, you go through it too. 
Amen. 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 Most people say, I don't know why he talked that. Man. Well, it's, it's going to come. If it ain't came, it's, it's going to get there. But we have choices. And that's still a part of faith because we still have a choice whether we trust in what God says. You know, I always go back to this. We either trust what God says or we trust what we see. Amen. I never trust what I see. I always have to trust what I saw. Notice that's past tense. I don't trust what I see. I trust what I saw. So whatever God showed me in 1984, I still rely on that. I don't rely on prophecies that other people have spoken in my life, unless it's somebody in this circle. Y'all know I'm crazy. It has to be somebody that's really knitted to me. Because sometimes people get happy and they just start speaking and blurting off because they feel good. I'm like, I don't even understand. You know, and then I'm stupid because I understand that Anytime you minister to me at this level, not that I'm somebody great, but from my, my, from my anointed position, everything always follows suit. Now, there's only one or two people that can change that position, and it would have to be either my mentor, my spiritual father, or it would have to be another apostle or another prophet. And they have to be above my seasoning. Does that make sense? Because other than that, then you reach it. And I don't need a reach. And so even with, even with my father, with our covering, he never deviates. And he does not know the full vision. But he never deviates from around what God has already spoken in my life from 84. And I've never shared with him. I don't even think I've shared with him most of it. You know, we've talked. Of course, he knows the vision for the ministry. But there's still some things that I myself, that I keep to myself. And I don't keep it to myself to, to judge people when they minister me. I keep it to myself because some of this mess might, you might think I'm crazy. So I just try to keep some of this, you know, stuff to myself because I still want to do a high school. I don't know why y'all playing with me. I still want to do a, a daycare. I still want people to fight to come to the high school because of the way that we're going to teach them. That's evidence back there. So I, I still want that. They say, well, hi, look, you got 10 people. No, that's what you see. That's what you see. You don't recognize the footprint. When Jesus died, you saw, you saw 12 disciples. And one of them was the devil. Shall we say the devil used him? But now look at all the disciples. See, that, that goes back again about the past. If the enemy would have known who Jesus was, they, they would, he would have killed him. Because he went down as the son of man. Right. But he came back up, not as just the son of God, but he came up with more sons. So he went down with one son, and now he got all of us as sons. Because, see, there's no male or female in God. So he says, once you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, we're all sons of God. I, I love God for that. So, so let's look at this thing about who do you trust? I'm going to break it into two places. Who do you trust? 20 minutes should be good. Who do you trust? And when we think about that, uh, again, I, I deal with things differently now uh, for the past several years uh, because people make this connotation that I'm religious. And that's a sore thumb in my thought. I'm not religious. You can religiously take a bath every night at 6 o'clock. You can religiously eat dinner at 5 o'clock. Religious is something that you do at a particular time in a particular way. You religiously do things. There's a set structure that you religious. I'm not religious. And I do not teach religion. Because religion will get you to a place that you don't even comprehend the things of God. You become a mechanical. You become a robot. You become judgmental. You know, I've been there. You, that's, that's, that's religion. And, and so what happens is, in, in, in the thought of trust, one of the biggest problems we have is religions 
and the philosophies of men. And now we've all been there. Well, if you sat up underneath for a minute, you've been there because at one time that was the curve. And, and even for us, those of us like, like Dr. Carolyn and myself, once you start getting those doctorate degrees, you have to be careful uh, and, and be mindful of the fact that all you're doing is getting a degree with the philosophies of men. There's nothing that I've learned between my doctorate in ministry and my doctorate in theology. There's not a thing that I've learned there that I'm teaching, that I teach. Nothing. It's just paperwork. Am I right about it? It's really just paperwork. When I start teaching you books in the Bible, I did whatever I teach from a Hebrew and Greek standard, it is nothing that they taught me in Bible college from a Hebrew and Greek standard. Matter of fact, I refute almost everything that they taught me because it was the philosophies of men, old men that did not take time to study the Word of God. Simple stuff, kind of like what I tell you guys. Uh, when the Bible says he made us a little lower than the angels. Uh, and, and so you believe that because of scripture, but when you study it, it was not supposed to be he made us a little lower than angels. It's supposed to be he made us a little lower than Elohim. Elohim is God. So he basically made us a little bit lower than God, which is why it now correlates when the Bible says ye are gods with a little g. But see, if you don't if you don't dissect the word, then you're not gonna have uh, uh, you're not gonna have security in the word because you're not gonna have knowledge of the word because you're dealing with the philosophies of men. And this is why I teach the way I teach, because the philosophies of men will cause you to miss God and will cause you to have the wrong thinking process or have the wrong relationship with God. God didn't come to make us religious. God came so he could have a family. And people say, why did he want a family? Well, he created the angels so they had to do what he said do. But he wanted somebody to love him outside of creation. Someone he can give somebody to, which is why Jesus was the second Adam, because the first Adam gave everything up. So in, in dealing with that and looking at trust, one of the issues we have with religions and philosophies is that there's a weakness always in them because they consider the natural world as the ultimate uh, uh, place of reality. They consider the natural world as the ultimate extent of reality. In other words, they think that what you see is it. They don't understand that once you die, you're not dead. No, no, no. Once you die, you're not dead. Now, I'm not going to get into that, do animals go to heaven? <sighs> you know, I'll be taking people off. Does animals go to heaven? No, but there are animals up there. I'm not saying foo-foo going, though. Because foo-foo don't have a spirit. Don't y'all get mad. So I don't know how many people are going to shut me off on Facebook now, on podcast. I know they ain't going to listen no more. You know, because I watch people not follow me because of my, my, my basis on alternative lifestyles. Don't worry, we're going to get into that in Bible study too tonight. They don't understand that I love everybody. I don't have to love your sin. Amen. Amen. I love everybody. And you were not born that way. That was a choice that you made. And just like, just like, just like I used to smoke marijuana. <laughs> just like I used to smoke marijuana like people smoke cigarettes. I had to have a choice. You need to stop. I had to have a choice to stop smoking the marijuana. Because if I kept smoking the marijuana, I would have lost Jesus. So it don't mean that every now and then if I smell it, I say, oh, no, boy, no. You know what I'm saying? That's that past. They come back to get you. You know what I'm saying? You have to watch that. So, so I, have to only, I can only teach what thus said the word of God. And in dealing with that, you have to understand that there's something outside of what we consider reality. If we look at it, I'm still dealing with trust. If we look at it, throughout human history, most 
religions or religious groups have, have, have had relationships with creative things. They have relationship with fish, birds, cats, bulls. You can't even kill a cow in India. Let that motor scooter walk by me and I need some beef if you want. They die of hunger and cows just walking down the street towards a moon. <laughs> He'd only move one more time, baby. I'd have beef, steak, beef, jerky, that monkey be stripped, tipped, and dipped. You understand what I'm saying? But they worship the cow. They worship everything. But you can't, you know, they worship water. So many different things they're worshiping and they're trusting in. But you can't worship in something that was created. Remember I said last week, because whatever was created can always be dissipated. Yes, yes. You can't worship creations. You're supposed to worship the creator. The funny thing about that in Exodus chapter 20, verses 3 through 5, God made this particular statement. You shall have no other gods before me. You should not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You should not bow down to them or worship them. You know, let's be honest. Uh, I don't know, well, I don't know if they do it now. I know I probably made a dig in Jerry. Probably did it back in our day. Uh, probably uh, Skippy. I ain't calling no names, so y'all know what I'm talking about. I probably did but You know, but we used to worship our cars. Huh? Sunday, wash them on school Sunday. You know what? I remember Air Saturday. Air Saturday. I'm wash, armor all down. Them rims were shining. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I had to stroll the 10 p.m. Had to stroll the 10 p.m. Now, you, I didn't hit the club until 1120. When I hit the club, I ain't going to get into that. That's a flashback. But it was on and popping. But you ain't hit the club. The real people, I almost said players, <laughs> didn't hit the club to 11, 15, 11. But you, you know, but you did that religiously. Uh-huh. Huh? And you worshiped your car. Let a bird or somebody touch your car after you don't wax and I'm wrong that joint all day Saturday. Huh? And see, back then, now, I ain't that old. Back then, we had the gangster white walls. You know, that's that full three and a half inch, four inch white wall. Amen. Let it rain. That car ain't moving. We, we ride with Jimmy. The car ain't moving. The white walls ain't getting dirty. Because Sunday morning, you cruise with everybody going to church so everybody can see you. What up, dog? Pray for me, okay? That's what they do. But God said, look, you shouldn't have nothing that I've created before me. We're still dealing with trust. So the problem we have is we have what I would consider an irresistible tendency to trust in the tangible things. Those things that we can perceive with our senses, things that we can see and touch, we have a tendency of, of, of being, of worshiping the creations versus worshiping the creator. Uh -huh. And you have to be mindful of this. Appearances can be deceiving, and matters do not always turn out the way we expect. Because we have a tendency of saying, well, you know, uh, well, you know I did this because of my education, and I did this because of that, and you know, did God really open that door? So I said, now you sound like a fool. Well, who else you think over the door? You know, sometimes church people get cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Well, you know, I just believe. Well, that's your problem now. You believe. You, you, can't, you can't just believe that things just happen and you don't think he had anything to do with it, especially when you're serving it. You have to be mindful of that. So we have to watch that. So let's look at Solomon. So Solomon made this statement in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. In Ecclesiastes 9, 11, Solomon says, I have seen something else under the sun. I have seen something else under the sun. The race is not to the swift or the battle to the strong, nor does food come to the wise or wealth to the brilliant or favor to the learned. But time and chance happen to them all. 
I remember I preached that years ago. It's your time, don't miss your chance. Time and chance happens to them all. What was Solomon's point? Solomon's point was that apart from God, nothing in the world is certain. Apart from God, nothing in the world is certain. Now, you know, I can share a few things. Uh, there one, one brother uh, that I've been talking to, uh, 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 Brother William, uh, he tickled me because he said that I threw, threw some shade when I came on Tuesday night Bible study and started talking about how the Bitcoin is going up. I said, Brother William, I don't throw shade. My, my, my members know what I do. I invest. I work the market. I don't challenge them to follow what I do. I used to. I don't do it anymore. Why? Because I see what God is doing. And periodically, we don't pay no attention. We listen to everything the world is saying. And then God is speaking in that whisper and giving us direction. But we still go by what the world is saying. Now, we automatically know once all this stuff finally finished and, you know, this dude concedes like he should do, and when this other dude step in, there's going to be some hell. I've been trying to tell you. But let's go back to 2008 when I warned you before. It ain't going to touch us. Why? Because we're covered by the blood. Right? 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 And there's a hedge of protection around us. Right? Right? But I still need you to pay attention. Right? Because it's going to look, the matter on this side is going to look favorable to them. And if you pay attention to them, you're going to be over there with them. What am I still talking about? Trust. Amen. You're going to be over there with them. But God is still saying, I need you to do this, this, and this. Why? Because... I'm allowing this to happen. <laughs> I'm allowing this to happen so I can show them who I am. But in order for me to show them who I am, I need you to be in position. You know, let's, let's go back to the children of Israel in Egypt. Look, for the first few plagues, it hit both parties. Then after a while, God said, okay, I'm going to stop it. All the plagues hit the children of Egypt, but the children of Israel... Did nothing happen. Can you imagine you've got darkness in Egypt, and here you are in Egypt in a little corner called Goshen, and all the Egyptians is dark, and on your side is light? Think about it. Can you imagine? I would just use you for this as a camera material. Can you imagine if you sit in your apartment, and your apartment is light, but the next apartment over is dark, and they can't come toward, they can't come, I don't even know how your apartment looks. But they can't cross the door. So if you got an apartment and your door's here and their door's there, all of that section is dark, and they can't even cross your section where it's light. But that's what he did. Basically, all of Egypt was black, and all of the Hebrew land was clear and sunny and shining. Why? Because they didn't look at what mattered. They trusted in the Creator. And what are we talking about tonight? Trust. Why? Because you have to get your mindset and get prepared for what's happening so you don't fall privy to what everybody else is doing. Uh -huh. I understand even more at this particular age of my life why the Bible says, be ye separate and come out from amongst them. You know, I was, I was cognizant of it before, but I'm even watching it more close, closely now because I'm watching religious fanatics who are following the things of the time instead of following the creator that gave us time. And then they miss it because you're following what's happening instead of following the creator of who's allowing this to show them him. And then he needs us to represent him so he can show them just how bad he really is. Just a thought. 
So if we look at that, let's, let's look at Psalm chapter 20, verse 7. In Psalm chapter 20, verse 7, David made this particular statement. He said, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. Who do you trust? If we look at it to understand David's perspective, we'll have to go back some years, about 3,000 as a matter of fact. So in those particular days, if you were going to be a victorious general, then you needed to have at least two things, horses and chariots. Why? Now, why would you need horses and chariots? Well, you would need that because there were key elements in fighting. David himself was a skilled warrior, but David knew if he had some horses and some chariots, I would beat a whole bunch of people. If my troops and chariots that I can get around, I can encircle the enemy, I can flank the enemy, you know, without the horses and chariots, then I face defeat. But David himself understood that, look, he said, some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we would trust in the name of the Lord our God. Why? He understood the value of chariots and horses to his military strength, but yet he also understood that they were something that was created. Uh -huh. So instead of trusting in the creation, let me trust in the God who created them. Let me trust in the God who created the wood to build the chariot, who created the metal to do the spears, who, who, who created the, the, the horses to start having more horses. I'm not going to trust in that stuff. I will trust in the creator. Let's look at Gideon. Gideon had the same thought. Gideon defeated an entire army of the Midianites with 300 men. Here's what I love about Gideon. Gideon was hiding. You ever hear from somebody? <laughs> Gideon, Gideon was hiding because the Midianites they had taken control. So Gideon was threshing wheat in a, in a cave. Y'all know what that's impossible? You know what threshing wheat is? Threshing wheat is you throw it up in the air and the wind blows and it separates the hull from the, from the edible part. So the edible part blows over here and the hull drops. You can't do that in a cave. Ain't no wind. There isn't any wind. Gideon's scared. Now, all of a sudden, Gideon's up there hiding. And the angel says, Gideon, thou great man of valor. And Gideon looked around and said, who are you talking about? Is somebody else in this job with me? Because I'm presently hiding, so it can't be me. And then God said, look, I need you to go against the Midianites. Like, pardon me? Want me to do what? I need you to go against the Midianites. So then, you know the story when you read the Bible. Gideon gets all these cats. He got like 3,000 people. You know, he fighting a couple hundred thousand soldiers. He got like 3,000 people, and God tells him to drink the water, and some of them do like this here and drink the water. Then others just drop their heads and forget it. We're going to do this thing. You know what I'm saying? They just, we good. We're going to drink. Right? Then God separates. Then God gives them 300. And get it like, huh? You see how many there is? Think about it now. But who did he trust in? Now watch how they defeated the enemy. They defeated the enemy with a lamp inside of a glass. Now, here's what's so awesome about God, because, see, then what God would do is he'll give you a, a reminder. That's how I started this off. You know, he had to give me a reminder while the enemy was attacking me, because I'm getting repositioned. So every now and then God has to give you a reminder. So he had Gideon go down with one of his boys right outside the enemy's camp. Let's say, like, right between me and the rock sea rice. And all of a sudden, they heard the Midianites talking about, man, I heard Gideon's a bad dude, man. Gideon got a whole bunch of people. They're going to come tear behind him. See, you have to understand, when you trust in God, he has people already in fear of you. God, I love that right there. You know what I'm when you really trust in God, he got people already saying, don't, don't touch her. Well, it, look, matter of fact, let's, can we give her a raise? Why you want to give her a raise? I don't know, Sean. I just feel like, just give her a raise. You know, then you walk in the building and be like, oh, I don't know who they is, but they look like they're bad. I don't know. 
They don't, they never, I'm just a bad English tonight. They have not ever saw, they ain't never seen you. You walk up in the joint, everybody just starts splitting away. You know, I remember that brought back a memory. I remember back in the day, we used to walk into a place, it'd be, it'd be me, they'd have me in the middle. I'd have uh, Bridges and, and Hawthorne, both of them, they like, then I had Skippy and Lil, Lil Rev and everybody. And who was it? Wasn't it one more person? I think it was one more person. I can't think of what. And whenever we went somewhere, they just like split the road. <laughs> I got my little fat butt in the middle. <laughs> who is he? That's the apostle. Oh, my bad. <laughs> it's like the Red Sea was parked. <laughs> and my, I, I was just, my chest was way out of the air. You ain't going to tell me neither one of them. I, I'm flaking on huh? But see, that's what God does. See, that's what God does. So when Gideon got in the battle, God said, look, just hit the thing, break it. What happened? The Midianites took off, what were 300 of them? The Midianites took off. Now, not only did they take off, they left their stuff. Here's what you got to understand. When you trust in God, ha! when you trust in God, he always has some stuff for you. Stuff that you didn't have to work for. Stuff that you didn't have to pray about. Just because of your favor and your trust in him, he said, okay, let's break my little something. That's what Gideon had. That's what he found out. Same thing happened to Moses at the Red Sea. While the pursuing Egyptian army behind them and the sea before them, they had no path of retreat, and they literally faced annihilation. But then Moses raised his staff over the waters. God parted the sea, and the Israelites crossed over on dry ground. Why? Because they trusted in God. I don't care how hellified it get. I don't care how rough it get. You have to trust in God. Y'all know I'm stupid, right? You have to trust in God. I trust in the way. You know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago when they had me lay hands on that briefcase and believe there was some money in that joint. Well, no money. And he took the briefcase. You know he's supposed to give me that briefcase. You see what I'm saying? Now, I'm, I'm like that to this day. People say, why do you do this? I said, I don't. I can't cheat God. Even with tithes, I can't cheat God. Rent do. No tithes do. What? Rent do. No tithes do. We make arrangements. It's mine. They can't take it. You know, car payment do no tithes. Why? Just where I am. We're going out tonight. No church tonight. What the? No church tonight. No, I can't do that. Why? Well, the family's getting together. Church tonight. Y'all know I had church before y'all got together. Y'all should change the time. Why? Because y'all ain't blessing me. Y'all know I'm stupid, right? Have I done that like that? Don't I always do it like that? I'm supposed to be in Carolina. I, I, I can't go to Carolina church now. This church. Carolina Bible study Tuesday. I can't go to, I can't go to Carolina on Tuesday. I can go to Carolina on Wednesday. I can't, I can't. Why? Because this is where my trust is. Your cousin come over. That most of should came Sunday. I'm not trying to make y'all mad. I'm just trying to say, why? Because the creator has said if I do this, then he's going to do that. Y'all remember that commercial with the rats in the car? See, they just said, move on, don't mind if I do. Yeah. So here's what David, he made the statement. He said, I don't trust in horses and chariots. My faith is in the God who made the horse. My faith is in the God who made the wood and the metal from which the chariots are constructed. Even if the chariots fail, I still have the God of the chariots. Even if things fail around you, guess what you still have? God. Even if it looks bad, guess who you still have? And then I, what I love about God, he didn't say nothing about it. He said, I'll be your real reward. 
In other words, when you look back, I'm right there. You ain't got to worry about it. I got your back. Don't worry about your front. You're already moving. If you decide to stop, it's okay. I got your back. Understand this. The secret of David's success was that he never trusted the soldiers or the swords, the horses or the chariots. Instead, he prayed, literally prayed to God and committed himself and his army and the outcome of the battle into God's hands. So basically, win or lose, what happened? He trusted God. I need 15 more minutes. Can I get down? I'm going to let y'all go. Don't trust in your spouse. <laughs> Don't trust in your boyfriend. Can I get the witness? Don't trust in your girlfriend. I got two witnesses. Don't trust in your family. Oh, my God. Huh? I'm trying to help somebody. Don't trust in your business, your job, your school, or your bank account. Whatever happens today or tomorrow or the next day doesn't matter. Because with God is your hope, you win regardless. Amen. I'm going to always be a winner. I'm cocky and arrogant to that fact. I'm going to always be the head and not the tail. I'm going to always be above and not beneath. I don't care what it looks like to you. I know what it feels like to me. I'm always the head man in charge. <laughs> well, I worked out with you. You know, I felt it, all right? I ain't going to do it like that. Look, now, that's the trust that we have. So who is our trust supposed to be in? Our trust supposed to be in God. Now, do you trust God in the good and the bad? Or do you just trust God when it's good? So if we deal with what I consider, this series is on kingdom faith. If we deal with kingdom faith, faith of the kingdom, remember, kingdom faith is the curse of the kingdom. You can't obtain stuff outside or inside of the kingdom without the currency, and that's faith. So it's kind of like we have dollars, but in the kingdom of God, you have faith. Faith is what causes things to move, gives everything action. So if we look at the kingdom faith, the big picture is to be able to trust in God rather than the daily details of life. Because the daily details of life will have you struggling. Now, that don't mean you can just do anything any way you want to. You have to be mindful of that. It's kind of like uh, I was sharing with my, uh, I was sharing, I was sharing with my pops in, re in, in reference to my mother's health. You know, <laughs> pops is crazy. I love him. So when my mother was drinking a shake, he was making her eat too. I said, no, you can't do that. Because if she drank a shake and eat, she's going to get away. That was the problem. She's going to blow the heck up. But so then I had some I had some personal issues with him because you can't ask God to bless you when you're still dirty. I'm talking about eating. You can't you can't ask God to bless you and you remember I talk about squapping. How you eat squapping? And you die as a man. And then people in the church get offended with me when I start talking about that. I don't care. Because I want you to be healthy. You know, I don't lost so many people tripping. You know, I, I love applesauce. Applesauce has been here like this here. Applesauce got bad knees, bad back. Applesauce is just bad. But if you see after church, what should you do? That fit may be on fire. She had to get my steps. Now I'm going I'm to I'm I'm tell the truth. Uh, don't you say nothing. So, because we used to go on challenges on Fitbit challenges. We don't do Fitbit now. But every night that monkey tell me I need to get 10 steps. <laughs> I shit, yeah, I did. I'm sorry. I'm testifying. <laughs> Look, I'm sitting down studying with a group. <laughs> now, because somebody I was challenging, they were doing like 60,000 steps a day. How does Sam Hill you do 60,000? Where you work at? Now, I finally asked him. I'm not stupid. Construction. Man, I ain't challenging you no more. <laughs> you walking up and down steps and everything, kiddo. I'm just not going to do it. So let's, let's get, let me get you out of here. So, so now we understood who we trusted. 
Now the question is, do you trust in the good and the bad? Now, the, 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 the story I want to use is Job. Because, you know, Job's wife was ticked. Because now Job done lost everything. But what happened is, and I'm going to work this with you, she had no clue as to the big picture from God's viewpoint. All she saw was that, you know, her husband was healthy. He was wealthy. He was the wealthiest man in the area. Now he's sick and destitute. So basically, she concluded that his faith didn't work. So basically, that's why she told her husband, you need to just curse God and die. Uh, she was basically saying, it's useless to follow God. Look at where it got you. Why don't you just kill yourself and get it over with? That's a crackhead moment. They didn't have crack back then. That's a, that's a serious issue. But you got to understand, let's look at it from her viewpoint, not knowing God. Not understand why God was doing things. I want to help you. Not understand why God was doing things. Uh, she figures, okay, you, you're sacrificing at the altar. You, you're giving money to the, to the temple. You're doing everything that's right. You're praying for the children and the family. And all of a sudden, brother, we just lost everything in less than 90 minutes. And you still trust in God? Huh? I, I remember one time, and you might remember this, some years ago. I think it's like the second or third year of the church when we had lost everything. And I said, the, the oddity is, I lost everything for you to position yourself to give. Because if you had to position yourself to give, not only could I not live, but God could not supply. So I understand he'll put me in a position at that time. He put me in a position of lack so you can supply my lack. Ecclesiastes 44, 30. So you can supply my need in my lack so he can open doors for me. Amen. Is that a comfortable place to be in as a pastor? To the no. <laughs> Am I faithful and trusting that? To the yes. Because I have to do it in the good and the bad. So, so she's upset. So understand that she's married to a man the Bible describes as the most righteous man in the whole land. Job, he couldn't smell wrong. That, that's just how holy he was. But all of a sudden now, he lost his children. He lost his worldly wealth. Job was covered in swords and balls. So, from someone whose faith was limited to only to what they could see, it was only natural for her to conclude that serving God is worthless. Can I share something with y'all? We have people in here like that. If they don't see a blessing, they don't want to be a blessing. God, I love that. If they don't see a blessing, they deviate from the things of God. How do you deviate from the things of God just knowing what he's already done? Because it's not always going to be a bless. Sometimes it's going to be a press. He's just not a bless me God. Sometimes he's a you got to impress me God. You know, I gave all this to you. I proved all this to you. So here's what's stupid. Can you imagine if she really knew the reason Job was going through that hell because God was bragging on him? Can I be ignorant? Do you understand that periodically you go through stuff because God bragging on you? Because he figures I gave you enough intestinal fortitude and faith that you can handle this. And then when you mess up, what I love about God, once you repent, he still says, it's okay, let's do this again. I mean, I, I don't know, that ain't never happened, y'all, so I don't know. Amen to myself. I didn't see that. You got to understand that. Job's answer himself to a Job 2 verses 10 is timeless for me. Because Job says, shall we not accept good from God and not trouble? You say, okay, we're from trust. Now, yeah, because 
Again, remember how I started this whole thing tonight. There's some stuff that's going to come up. I need you to stay positioned. I need you to stay positioned. And, and there's only one thing that I have to give other than teaching, and that's my time, and that's why I talk about it. I'm not trying to put nobody on the spot. I only got two things, my life and my time. That's, that's all I have. So that's why my testimony is that way. I don't want you to think I'm throwing shade. I'm not throwing shade. That's just what I, that's, that's all I have is my life, my teaching, my time. That's all I have to offer. I, don't have, I guess my life is it. I, don't, I mean, it's really nothing else. There's, I'm only challenging two places. My life, my time. And once I'm committed to do something with my time, lack it. What the? What the? Gotcha. That's just me acting out 30 seconds out of that. It's okay. I said it, that's something. And I, I guarantee it, within the next 24 hours, Ching Ching, who got us? Huh? 24 hours ago it happened. Woke up this morning, my phone goes off at 10.39. So if you got an emergency, you better call Jesus. Because <laughs> this monkey's silent. And it's really silent. I even have a set of, the only thing that goes off is my alarm. Google says, good morning, Doc. The weather today will be 52, partly cloudy, sir. And then that's the place that it goes right into a YouTube music or it goes right into a book that starts reading. That's after 10.30, when you say, bedtime. I ain't in the bed, but say, bedtime. Because, <laughs> you know, people be like, no, bro, no, no, not 10.30. Now you need to call yourself. So anyway, let's see. Let's, so those are the two things that I have to deal with. That's, that's me. So shall we accept God for good and not trouble? And that's a simple question. So God is God no matter what. In good times or bad, God is God. Now, I, again, I didn't forget where I was going. I say that. It's amazing how he gave me this tonight because of what we're getting ready to get into. Remember, this is the year of the whisper, the decade of the pie. Whisper means God says, be quiet, watch, listen. I don't want you to say nothing because you might say something against what I'm getting ready to do. Huh? You got to be careful. What, what did Jesus say? <laughs> there's, a, there's a particular, there's a scripture I was, I was looking for. I had it. I just lost it. But there's a particular place in the Bible. Uh, I know Jesus said, he said, peace be still. Mm -hmm. But you know what that peace really meant? He wasn't telling the storm to be still so much. He was telling them the peace that they have within them, keep that peace and we'll change the storm. Because sometimes when we see storms, we talk too much. Gotcha, didn't I? And what we don't realize when we start talking, we shift the hand of God. Because as kingdom citizens, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So you can't just say what you feel. Because you'll get what you just said. So when the storm comes, sometimes you just have to trust God and be like, man, I don't want to get this motor school a piece of my mind right now. I want to tell them three things, and it ain't going to be leave me alone. I just need to let them know three things. Like, Lord, can I please just get, no, it's not your battle. Let me find it. When I'm going through something, it's okay. God is still God, no matter what, good times or bad. So, Job's attitude was this. Once I was rich, now I'm poor. Once I had much, now I have nothing. Once I was healthy, now I'm sick. Everything I had, the Lord gave me. If he wants them back, he can have them. I love God with money or without. I will serve God with wealth or without. I will trust God in sickness or in health. Kingdom faith is this. 
Kingdom faith enables us to go through the dangers, the toils, and the snares. Kingdom faith empowers us to face either good or bad, uh, good or bad things, good or bad times with equal balance. And the faith that we have in God will ensure that he gives us the grace to endure all tests and come out shining. You ever notice when you go through a test, you come out shining? Think about it now. Again, I say this, I need 10 minutes. I'm going to get out of here. Because it might sound boring, but this is a preparatory stage. Oh, it's coming. Trust me, it's coming. But ask me my word. No. He's already showed me. We good. Just stay positioned. It's good. I think what the church fails to realize is when we make this statement that the spoils of the wicked are laid up for the righteous, we were the ones who were wicked. Now he's showing us how to get spoiled. But when he shows us how to get spoiled, don't think the world's going to follow what we follow. Don't think the world's going to do what we do. Don't think the world, your mama, your daddy, and them, your cousin, auntie, and them, going to understand how you do what you do. Because they're not in the same place where you're at. They might think they are, but you'll see this. Well, how are you doing this? How are you buying this? How are you getting this? How are you going over here? Huh? How did you arrange this? How did I? Why did I just give you that check? <laughs> For some reason, I just wanted to give you a thousand dollars. Well, my mom don't know what I sure appreciate. Well, I don't, I don't. That was a great moment, but you don't cash it now. Yes, sure did. <laughs> So you thought I was gonna hold that money? No, bro. Look, <laughs> what we have to do is understand this thought: Shall we accept God for good from God and not trouble? We have to define now what is good. What is good from God's this is the good part here. What is good from God's perspective may not be good from our perspective. It all depends. So here's what you gotta understand: When you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're part of the kingdom. I'm here to teach a lesson on Philippians. Filipino radio on the king of his kingdom. Once you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you become a part of his kingdom, right? That means everything you desire is gone. Your first duty is to find out what your creator wants you to do for him. Because you understand if he's the king and you're part of his kingdom, his duty is to make sure he takes care of you. So if his duty is to make sure you take, he takes care of you, your obligation is to find out what does he want from you. And as long as I'm lined up with him, I don't worry about anything else because I know he's going to take care of me. Why? Because if he doesn't take care of me, it looks bad on him. That's why I tell people, good or bad, you just trust in him. He's going to take care of it. So let's look at this real quick. So it all depends on, 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 on the good. And, and good is from God's perspective. may not be good from ours. God, or, or good, may mean a fiery furnace as it did Shadrach, Meshach, and the bad Negro. Because what they tell him, yo, king, if God delivers us, amen. If he don't deliver us, amen. We ain't bound down to you, amen. Now, let's look at this now. They, they was getting ready to go into the fiery furnace. Not only was they going to the fiery furnace, they put more coats on. Now, they weren't wearing that, that, little, that little Louis Vuitton uh, uh, Gucci crap, uh, Gucci stuff that you wear today. They had straight up leather cow. You know what I'm saying? They had the, they had the wolf on their back. You know, they had straight up wool. The lamb was stripped. <laughs> they took and made a coat out of them. So they put extra coats on them. It was so hot that the people that put them in the fire burned dead. That's, that's hot as hell. 
They're going to put you in and they dead. It's like, woo, boy, that's some heat there. You know what I mean? Hell ain't got nothing on that. That's some heat. And then the fire just jump right there and come, woo-wee, hey, shake your, that is all, you know what I mean? They just jamming, twerking and jerking. They just do what they got to do. That's what good is. So what was good? They had to go through the fire. Why? So that they could see the hand of God on their life. So there's times when we go through stuff that looks bad, but it's good for God. So people can see the God who's in our life. Got me? Let's go. So it also means that, you know, it meant a cross for Christ. You know, he didn't go to the cross as the son of God. He went to the cross as the son of man. Right. So he had the same life passion that we had. He just didn't sin. Everything we've gone through, he's gone through. When we sin, he says, it's okay. I covered him with the blood. So the enemy goes and accuses the Lord to you because he's still accusing the Lord to you. When he goes and accuses the brethren, Jesus said, it's okay. It's okay. The enemy said, when they did it, he said, it's okay. They repented. All I see is the blood. Everything we've done wrong is covered. God, I love that. That don't mean we practice it, but when you ask for forgiveness and repent and ask for mercy, it's covered. God don't see none of your faults, none of your mistakes. It's covered under the blood. Don't you love that? It's already taken care of. Man, you know it's really ignorant. He knew he was going to mess up before he messed up. Yeah, man. That scares the mess out of me. You mean you already knew it? Lord, could you close that door? <laughs> no, I need you to know who I am. In order for you to know who I am, I have to allow these things to happen till you get to a place where you don't deviate. That's some good teaching, Rev. Thank you. Uh, so let's look. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a lion's den for Daniel, right? He got put in the lion's den. I like that story, too. I need to hurry get out. I like that story. Because Daniel didn't bow down. You know how sometimes, that, you know, people always want to bother you on church night or when you're reading your Bible. Ain't it funny how when you get to read your Bible, all these motherfuckers want to text you. Can we talk? To the now. We talk tomorrow. Anytime you try to pray, all of a sudden your phone goes off. Every Saturday I pray, somebody going to text me. Why are you text me? And then I change the time, just in case. I pray early, I pray late. I stick my phone on the side. I said, oh man. So then I have a choice. Sometimes I'm, I'm good. I said it when I said it. But every time I said it, I shot my shovel. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, what? 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 On a Saturday. You know I go to church on Saturday. Why you bother on Saturday? I ain't talking about folks say I ain't come to church. You should have told me that Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, this is just thought. This is, it always it always happens. It always happens. So 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 we have Christ on the cross, and this is God's good. I want y'all to understand. This is his good. So his good might not be what you call good, but it's good for him because he's getting glory. It might mean stoning as it did for Stephen. It may mean beating, shipwreck, imprisonment, a martyr's death as it did for Paul. It may mean exile as it did for John. You know, John was kicked out on the Isle of Patmos by himself. Right. But he wrote the book of Revelation. But it was good for God. Might not have been that good for him, it was good for God. So all these things were good in God's eyes because they served his purpose. Things we go through serves his purpose. Even when you miss God, it serves his purpose. You say, how do we miss a God serve God's purpose? Because now you know what to do the next time. You know, what does it say? Fool me once. I never got that right. Fool me once, shame on me. 
fool me twice. How they go? Shame, Shame on you. Shame on you. Me myself. Like first is true. First one is the person. The second one is me. Yeah, because I'd be a fool to do the second thing. Yeah, that'd be I'd stuck on stupid and leave it on dumb. But that's that's so he he knows, but he allows because then the next time you're gonna see. Let's let's look at this. In, in, in case of a trial of hardship, uh, he was glorified uh, in, in all of these situations. Why? Because in these situations, lives was changed and his kingdom was advanced. See, I don't have no, you're a single man, so when honey comes up to you and starts rubbing you all around your neck, and you say, no, nah, baby. <laughs> he don't want to say, no, nah, baby. <laughs> he want to be like, oh, what's that, what's that actor name back in the day, Billy D? <laughs> yeah, baby. He want to be Billy D on the bus. But because of the God in you, you're going to say, no, nah, baby. Now, what's going to happen, she's going to respect the God in you. Because now she wants to find out what causes you to think like. Because I'm bringing all this to you, and you telling me now, baby. So it got to be one of two things: you either afraid, or God is real in your life. Cause see, the most people they know God ain't really real in your life, so they challenge you. So the catch is gonna be that you're gonna accept the challenge by letting God be glorified. Because if you mess up, you gonna repent. It's gonna come back again. But now, if you stand, what's gonna happen? They're gonna be like. Maybe I need to go to that church and find out what you're being taught. Because this didn't work for the other one. That makes sense? Or, you know, when people come up and they, they ask you to, uh, to fudge paperwork. You know, you government people fudge the paperwork. Put down some numbers a day and see. And you say, no, I can't do that. Yes, you can. No, I can't. Well, you're going to get fired. That's okay. Why? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Why? I just can't. You know, there's too much God in me to lie. You think God's going to deliver you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to deliver me, give me another job. One, it's all good, baby. Maybe this is how I get my promotion. Fire me! <laughs> <laughs> and to you, what you don't pay attention to is what just happened. The kingdom got advanced. The kingdom got advanced. God is literally bigger than any trouble that we can face. Job loss, God is bigger. Financial reversal, God is bigger. A loved one addicted to drugs, God is bigger. Uh, uh, a child in prison, God is bigger. No rent money, as I said earlier, God is bigger. Cancer, God is bigger. Kingdom faith means we can handle trouble because trouble is always temporary. Amen. It's always temporary. Don't last always. No test will come our way that God would not equip us to face. There is no burden that he would not give us grace to bear. The question is, I need to get out of here. The question we must ask is, do we trust him enough? The question we have to answer is, do we trust in his unfailing love? Do we trust in his faithfulness? Do we believe that everything he allows into our lives is for our good and for his glory? Goes back to Job 2 and 10, and here's what it says. Throughout all his suffering, the Bible says, Job did not sin in what he said. Job did not, in other words, you know what I said that earlier. What happened? He ain't saying that. Because sometimes we go through stuff, we start complaining, moaning, fussing, talking about people. I can't believe they did that. Yes, you can. Just hush. Let it go. Here's our problem. Six minutes and I'm going to come out. In our world today, there's a tremendous amount of negativity. And it's negative even in our believing system or in our believers. So just like Joe, we need to learn how to take the good or the bad, the blessings or the trouble. And we need to accept them equally as part of God's program to, pro as 
part of God's program to bring us to strength and maturity. 32nd Paul, to finish these five minutes. Here's what happened. In this political race, there's been a lot of religious jargon. And preachers went crazy. Can I be honest with you? And I know I'm Preachers went crazy. You know what went crazy? Because preachers thought prophetically, everybody said Trump was going to win. I even thought prophetically, Trump was going to win. But you know what happened with Trump laws? Prophetically, I still said, God is still God. Huh? Because then I flipped it and I thought about Nebuchadnezzar. Once you don't acknowledge who put you there, once you don't acknowledge who put you there, bro, you don't mess up. Number one, you don't mess up. Now, what if he told you to vote that way and you didn't? You don't mess up. Either way you go, I'm still in a place of wisdom. So you probably say, well, I ain't heard Pastor say nothing about nothing. Nope. Ain't got nothing to say. It's in God's hand. I know what I heard. I know what I saw, but I also know he's still God. And frankly, my dear, I just did what I was supposed to do, and I cast my vote. The bottom line is, they still can't touch me. That's all that matters. And they can't touch you, because everything attached to me wins. That's my declaration of faith, and I will acknowledge it to whoever want to talk to me about. Talk to me about. Simple as that. God is still in charge. So outside of this negative stuff, we have to learn how to take the good and the bad. Our faith has to be bigger than good or bad. Last thought, two minutes. God may reduce us to bankruptcy before he gives us plenty, and then if we forgive him, he may reduce us to bankruptcy again to remind us that we used to be bankrupt. Think about this. God is more concerned with our character than he is with our coins. It's a character. Coins are, are there. You can make, can't you make coins? Can't you make coins? Coins, are, we got coins. See what I'm saying? We got coins. You know what I mean? They, we all got coins. But he wants our character. Our character is when we stand up right and say, look, man, it's all good. I trusted the creator, not the creations. Good or bad, God's still on my side. Whatever it takes for him to be glorified in my life, I'm going to do I'm not going to say nothing. I'm going to let him talk for me. You don't have to believe like I believe, but you will come to the side eventually because you see that I have favor with God. God can give us anything he wants, but one thing he can't give us is character. We have to develop our character through our tests, through our trials. God, Job, rather, was a man of character because he never sinned against God. losing everything he had, he still trusted in the creator, not the creations. And he did it through the good as well as the bad. Only thing God is asking us tonight is to remember what I trusted and to trust him in the good as well as the bad. Because he is still God. And all he wants is us to have the character of God so we can fulfill the promises of God in our life. Amen? Amen. Lord bless you and have a smile upon you. To those of you that are viewing us. Bless the Lord. We pray that this broadcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe to Kingdom Expectations Podcast and also like us on our social media Facebook page at Kingdom Expectations. As always, stay blessed and be safe. God bless you.